ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Sample Hour. I'm happy to bring you um, this guest. Uh, recently became a fan and just discovered his show that he does every Thursday nights at 8 p.m. with Uncle Hotep. So I have the one and only Hotep Jesus here from Hotep's Been Told You and the Hotep Nation. And uh, I'm a big, big fan of your guys' work and, and a follower of and your, your guys' just style on Twitter. Um, so thanks for joining me. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, not a problem at all. I'm glad you watched this show. Yeah. I appreciate that as well. Um, that's been a really fun endeavor for me and Uncle Hotep. I think, I think we probably should have started that way sooner than we did. But that's a lot of fun, man. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, not a problem. Yeah, it's it's a good. You guys do like some really good social commentary and deconstruction. That it's just funny, man. I mean, it's just it's really it's it's uncut humor, and it's just two dudes that are clearly friends, but are like clearly you guys you guys are smart dudes, and you guys deconstruct things and you break down. Okay, what's this? What's that? And then you get silly too, and uh, it's it's a great show, man. I th- I think especially with the news, like. There's so much negative stuff and it's 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 whenever you turn on to follow stories, it's usually makes you feel like crap. But it's it's nice to kind of keep up to date and have a good time with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was always my thing. Um, you know, as a, you know, I think that was everybody's thing is just like, you know, even Alex Jones was mentioning you know, like the media, just fear mongers, fear mongers. So, you know, um, I, that resonated with me. And, you know, I just look at it as. You know who's going to balance that out and being the Libra that I am <laughs> you know I, I try to balance things out so when when the devil's at work I try to do do uh, follow God's plan I feel you yeah I think it's 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 uh putting out I mean I, I had Maj uh to Ray on yesterday and something like I, you guys are both just really positive dudes and I think it's Thanks. and it's 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 kind of crazy too, because it's like because you guys aren't putting yourself in the traditional kind of cookie cutter box of um, what you're supposed to say and how you're supposed to act as American black men. It's like you get you get haters from all sides, and it's just so it's so interesting to me, um, just because it's like really one thing I wanted to get into was like, you, I saw a video on your channel. It looks like it's like this mini docu series that you're slowly releasing. But when you talk about being culturally conservative and how that's different, um, do you want to kind of get into like what, what could cult, like being culturally, culturally conservative means to you? Yeah. I think the uh, common consensus is the fact that conservative should mean less government. Right. And yeah. it's the most general way you can describe it. So, at the most general level, uh, we agree. We align. You know, I want less government. Let's decrease government. Uh, sometimes what you find is conservatives actually do the opposite. <laughs> they uh, lobby uh, for more government, you know. Um, and it's kind of backwards in, in, uh, in some cases. Uh, so, for example, right now, you have the big tech companies that are like banning people from platforms. And then what do they do? They run to Trump and ask him to add these provisions to, you know, limit the, the companies. But it's like, yo, the Internet is like wide open. You can go wherever the fuck you want. You don't have to go to these platforms. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, so uh, at times I disagree, which is why when people say I'm black conservative, I might use the term. I might allow to allow myself to associate with the term, but technically I'm hotel. <laughs> That's completely different. You know, 
And there's and there's and I'll put a a good link in the show notes. You've you've been on a bunch of shows. Um, I really like the show you did with Zuby. Um, that was kind of it gave a good background about of your background and and how you guys started uh became Hotep and and started the Hotep Nation. Um, but what I what I really wanted to talk to you about was because you 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 like you and Uncle Hotep really kind of unlocked some things for me that I I wasn't paying attention to, which is. The just this, it's just the tar how our man Robert's being targeted by the media right now in Chicago, and uh, I don't. I, I say that jokingly, but it's 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 interesting because there's so many people that are just going to say, "Well, I knew he was bad, so uh, let's just throw him under the bus." And it's something that somebody had pointed out to me a while ago was out of the whole Me Too movement, everybody that was kind of targeted were. Honestly, we're probably we're actually a lot of Jewish men in the media, and then none of them kind of serve time, and then they throw Bill Cosby in jail, and now they're going hard after after R. Kelly, and then they're also mm-hmm. digging up uh, stuff on Michael Jackson. It's just it's just so yeah. Cr- if you What's if that? you go look back at at a previous episode, go look at the episode right when they rolled out um, the. R. Kelly special. I think it was on Lifetime. Go look at, go look back at the Hotest Been Told You episode. Maybe it was like 32. It wasn't that long ago. A couple of weeks ago this was, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. three, four weeks ago. Go look at that episode. And I said they were going to come after R. Kelly when that special hit. I said, first, they're going to hang him in, in the court of public opinion. I said, once the public says you're guilty, then they know they can get you in court. And sure enough, I think it was a week or two later, after that special aired, somebody brought charges against him. And pretty much the the charges, from what I've been able to tell, so what was weird was you see his interview and he's he's crying and he's saying this is double jeopardy, and I think he's just easily people just dismiss him because it's just whatever R. Kelly to a lot of people, you know, he's just some some ignorant uh, R and B singer I would say in the eyes of a lot of America, which I don't agree with. Um, and so it's easy to just kind of hang him up there. And it, it was an 80 minute interview, which they cut down to 12 minutes. And I don't think they've actually even released the full interview. At least I haven't been able to see it, find it. Um, but then it's like you look into the charges of what it actually is. And it's like so he, he was literally um, he was he was literally the first they charged him back in the day on child pornography. And then he then he was acquitted. But now they're actually bringing up the same person that they said was in that video but they're saying he's he started a sex cult, which is a guy who's the number one, you know, he's the king of R and B. So I mean, he's a musician. Everybody, I think it's it's kind of everybody kind of thinks like, oh yeah, musicians go around the country, and if they're single, they typically have their pick of the litter. They have groupies, but now we're it's like he's getting demonized, and it's it's also interesting because when you look at where the charges are coming from, they're all from these tapes that only certain members of the media have seen and police, which, by the way, if certain members of the media have seen this, it's kind of like, isn't child porn kind of like snuff porn? Like, if you watch it, you're actually uh, committing a crime. So I I think that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of weird things that are going on, and it's just everything's glazing over. And uh, let alone, like, the the, the state's attorney who's involved, who's Kim Fox, she's also involved in the Smollett case, which Jesse Smollett, um, which there's there's so much crap now that I, I saw on Snapchat the other day. They're like, we don't know what evidence. Maybe he's really telling the truth. And it's just some uh, the click 
it's just like a clickbait ad where they you know where they farm the clicks to where companies will buy those clicks to to say they have more more visits to their website than what they do um and it's it's just kind of crazy that nobody's talking about how the same attorney was involved in both cases recused herself from the Smollett case uh there's there's history of campaign violations there's clearly financial support from George Soros, which uh, I'm afraid to say because people are going to call me that I'm say that I'm anti-Jewish or something like that. But it's just like, okay, so what is really there's there's things that are going on here. And then what was dominating the news cycle before was the case with the um, the uh, the Purdue family with the uh, uh, Oxycontin. So all the class action lawsuits with Oxycontin. Now, no one's talking about that. And it's all about Jesse Smollett and R. Kelly. So, and I'm not saying they're related, but it is convenient that, you know, when, when we talk about how we have this opium, opioid epidemic, and now like people are actually filing lawsuits, it's like, oh, okay, let's victimize these, like, okay, let's focus now on what's going on from the entertainment world. So, um, sorry, I went, uh, went a little crazy there, Hotel Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it. Yeah, those are great points. You know, it seems like every time there's a big story in the media, it's a, it's a distraction. I mean, go go look at what happened with the New Zealand thing, right? Mm-hmm. The New Zealand uh, shooting of the mosque. Man, I got so much information on that stuff, and it's all public. You know, it's it's all established in the media. But then you go look at what else happened that day. Oh man, you know, you think things just start aligning. You know, when you use your common sense and you don't listen to the media, you don't listen to other people's opinions. You just listen to yourself, and it just opens up a whole other world. Yeah, I think that, and that's what I. Another thing that I really like about um, you and Uncle Hotep, it's 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 really like, hey, what what do you? Let's ask questions. And I think, like, so personally, I think I kind of went on my own my own kind of Hotep journey in the sense of when I started really kind of breaking down, like me as an individual, am I am I actually free or am I just, you know, am I really still, you know, slave mentality of you know punching a clock for somebody else listening to what other people tell me, you know, being told lies, you know, go to school, get good grades, get a good job with good benefits. And then it's kind of like, you know, breaking through that programming. And it, and one thing that kind of helped me was studying like kind of like the classical education, you know, grammar, logic and rhetoric and like really, okay, so what's this word mean? What do these charges mean? Or what does this mean? And then, then using critical thinking skills to, to decipher it. And I think, you know, one thing that's super entertaining in but also, too, is like, you know, you guys both clearly do that. But then to kind of tie things back into why I think you're you're rejected by mainstream conservatism, which was kind of weird because it was like they started to kind of pull you in and then they threw you out because it's like, OK, we can't control this guy or he's going to he's not going to sell out for anything um, <laughs> because it's because you, you won't like it's, it's clearly what you're. And, it, and then it's like, okay, he's dangerous. Now he's he's banned from this event, uh, and it's it's like you're 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 too dangerous on either side. Like you're too dangerous to be touched by either sides of the equation. And like, do you feel like that? Like, that's what it looks like for me from the outside. Yo, it's crazy, man. Like, I had a friend tell me, like, right before the TPUSA ban, they said. Uh, the right wing is afraid of you. And I said, really? I said, why'd you say that? And she said, you're too powerful. 
I said, really? She said, yeah. And then sure enough, like a few weeks later, I was banned from TPUSA. And I was just like, wow, she was right. <laughs> well, but you're not. And I think it's because you're not. Because um, I like, because I listen to, I like to get a conservative. To me, black, like I had a, a guy I worked with, my friend Mahari, and he was like a con. And he was, he was like a full on, you know, black conservative guy. And him and I would talk about like what that was like for him and you know how people treated him how other black people would treat him and stuff like that so then it it became like this fascinating thing for me like to say okay well who else is like that so then i read a ton of thomas soul books and um i'll I'll follow uh the younger guys uh on eldorado radio god i can't think of his name he's a he's like kind of a prominent he says he's libertarian um oh man what's his name uh larry uh larry elder so I'll, I'll listen to some of him. And then there's also like uh, John, um, the, there's Glenn Lowry and John McWhorter. They'll do some shows on YouTube and I'll watch those. And when I found you and Uncle Hotep, it was like, okay, so these guys are not, it's, I, th- I think the difference between like you guys and a lot of them is it's it, to them, I think they're viewed in the eyes of conservative ink. Like, okay, these guys are assimilating to our values and the, and, policies and stuff like that but when i when i see you guys it's not it's not that it's it's mm-hmm. hey we're responsible for ourselves let's take responsibility um yeah i mean a lot of these people just want a seat at the table yeah, you know, hotels want their own table yeah <laughs> it's a completely different mentality yeah yeah it's it's extreme ownership i would say and yeah and if, if, and if and if i'm gonna have a seat at the table it's going to be on, you know, some respectable terms. I remember we had some some issues with Cernovich back in the day. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know who the guy was, but somebody came to me and he said, how do you feel about some white guy doing a Hotep documentary? And I said, well, unless there's a revenue share or equity share, I'm not interested. And then, like, he went on this tirade. This is before I knew who he was. He went on this tirade and called me a bitch and, like, all types of names and saying, like, oh, I was going to pay for it and this was going to be free. And I was just thinking in my head, like, I know people at Title. It doesn't have to be free. We could sell for 99 cents. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and if we didn't sell it and it was free, like, I still want uh, equity. I still want rights. I I I want my copyright. Like, I want, you know, my royalties. I want my publishing. You know, I want ownership. And, you know, even if we go 50-50, and it was just kind of like how he's trying to, like, he almost was like a, a white liberal where, where they try to, like, do things at a charity as if you can't afford something. So they have to come, like, rescue you and help you. And then, like, everything is on their terms. And it's just like, no, we can work together, but it's going to be on our terms, something that's respectable and has stipulations and conditions. And we just, you know, a nice plan and we move forward. But you're not just going to come in and, like, you know, uh, you know Hillary Clinton us – in Haiti, you know, what I mean? <laughs> the, you're not going to Clinton Foundation this, man. Yeah, and that's what and that's what people don't understand. Like this is Hotep Nation. You're not going to Clinton Foundation this. Yeah, it's 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 kind of interesting um, to think about. Like I I think it's because uh, I look at I remember when Candace Owens was first coming up. I really liked her like her YouTube videos, and then it's like as she started to get more popular. It seemed like it was like she was quickly just okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take on this stance, and then like I remember her on Rogan, and she was arguing against global warming, and not like not to even show my opinion on the topic. Like, but it's just like she. It was like she didn't know what she was arguing for, and it was just kind of mm. like 
I would just say I don't I don't really have an opinion on it yet. Like this is what I know, and this is I mean I'm still forming my opinions on it. On mm. and I think it's kind of weird that people get I, th- I don't know if it's it's caught up in in fame or what, but it's you know quickly like you said a seat at the table. Um, and it, and it's like people start to lose kind of like what. Well, we got to understand what Candace's role is in all of this. You're not speaking to Candace. Candace is the communications director for TPUSA. She's communicating for TPUSA on their behalf. So when you see her in public, she's not communicating on behalf of Candace Owens. She's communicating on behalf of TPUSA as the person Candace Owens. so 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 you know you're not going to see that until she you're not going to see candace until she leaves that position and that's why i really don't harp on her too much because i understand her status or her standing a lot of people don't understand her status or her standing so they're looking at her as you know something other than what she is yeah and i don't and and i i appreciate a lot of you know her work and what she's done but it was funny hearing uh just going through and, and listen on your show like what happened and listen going to back episodes like yeah i'm ready to go to the white house well it turns out i uh i'm uninvited it's <laughs> like well that was that was sudden and fast uh what what happened there <laughs> yeah uh Shit, man. Yeah, it's funny. Um, But one thing I do like that I also want to talk about is something that you get and I really, um, really align with is just uh, decentralization. I think that, you know, you're a big supporter of uh, cryptocurrency. I actually joined the CoinBits, your app CoinBits, as like an alternative because I didn't didn't really like being a part of Patreon. Um, I didn't like the... There were just certain things from when I started on Patreon, and I and I didn't really feel comfortable with it. And then it's like, man, I'd, I'd rather have something that it's like to to have more of a value for value type of support system, like an app that would help you with that in case you know things happen, like what happened to Alex Jones and stuff like that. So your app CoinBits is it's pretty powerful and it's it's new, and I'm looking forward to to using that. Um, but how did you kind of get into? Um, just how did you first see okay things need more decentralized and 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 i guess kind of what what kind of put you on that path oh man Ooh. uh what's the name of that documentary man it's a documentary on the federal reserve um was it freedom to fascism with uh aaron russo oh, that was more about the irs that was my first nah it's the, it's the cartoon one. Oh, okay um, hmm. I don't know it was a cartoon one. one. Also, Zeitgeist. Yeah, Zeitgeist. Uh, the original was, one was, yeah, the original Zeitgeist. That was like really, like really, like eye opening for me. Like, because I didn't understand how the shit worked until then, and I was just like, oh, now it makes sense, right? Um, so you know, yeah, that's that's kind of like when I realized, you know, the issues with being centralized. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh. You know, I've been in the tech space since, uh, I don't know, uh, 2014. I got into the tech space, uh, at least as far as mobile apps are concerned. So I've been, you know, I've dealt with over like 20 different mobile apps over the past few years. Uh, You know, marketing, doing growth hacking, email marketing, onboarding processes, the whole nine. So, um, 
you know, analytics. Oh, man, it's crazy. It's a lot involved. But, you know, uh, when I, I, I took advantage of the Bitcoin boom. You know, I, uh, I made some money that year. Um, was that 2017, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it gave me some cushion going into, uh, 2018 and, um, I started looking at the whole thing and, uh, I ran into an old buddy actually. And, uh, he had this, this thing called coinbitsapp.com. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. So I hit him up and I asked him what's going on with it. And we spoke about it over the phone and, and uh, Skype and LinkedIn. And eventually we sat down in his office and we spoke again. And we started like like really gelling and, and we started seeing something there. So I came on board, um, him and his brother, and uh, we just started working on it. And, um, you know, just improving the product, improving the landing page, uh, improving the conversions, the communications, the customer service. And uh, it's been going really well. And then the whole Patreon thing hit. And then that's when we realized, like, wow, like we can add a new feature and host people to receive donations. So, you know, that was just like, uh, you know, a great bonus for us. And we have uh, another feature coming out soon in the future, kind of like a loyalty program almost. But, um, yeah, it's really, really fun. That's excellent. Yeah, I'm – I'm excited for it. I mean, it was cool too. You got Laura Loomer involved, who, uh, yeah. even though apparently she's a, a white supremacist, but she still wants to work with you on it. So, I'm just, uh, <laughs> just yeah. making fun of the uh, the hypocrisies of what's going on. Have you guys been called white supremacists yet? I was curious about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we've been called Nazis and white supremacists. You know, it's the internet, so you gotta expect shit like that. If you see, here's what I say in my book. Um, you know, if you're not getting that stuff, you're not really making no waves out here. You know, until you got trolls and haters, you're not really saying anything. You're probably playing it a little too safe. Yeah, that's uh, who uh, Ron Finley, one of my heroes, kind of helped me get involved with urban farming. And like, which is like my business now. Something he said that really resonated is if if you're, you embrace your haters because they're gonna make you famous. Yeah, yeah, they really do. So, what do you? So, what's kind of your vision for for the Hoteps? I've heard you guys talk about it on the show about becoming kind of a political lobby and actually having candidates and um, really making it like a business to like help. Or it sounds like you want to design it so people can kind of empower themselves and get in where they fit in and kind of, you know, take that and run and run and kind of build, build them, build themselves up with like a Hotep brand. Yeah. You know, we want to control our communities. That's first and foremost. Uh, The thing is uh, people are talking about these flags, red and blue, Democrat and Republican, but it doesn't matter which flag you fly under if you don't control the man inside the house. So we want to make sure that the man inside the house in our cities is somebody who's looking out for our best interests and not so much we're voting based upon, um, you know, uh, colors of flags. So, um, you know, that's one aspect. Uh, My own personal goal, really, I want to build a sanctuary uh, for people who have addictions, you know, whether it be screen addictions or drug addictions and like rehabilitate them. Uh, That's that's my own personal dream. Um, but the hotels, I think for 20, um, 
19 is uh, getting out, shaking hands, kissing babies, letting the public see us. Um, because I think we've been, you know, too much on the internet over the past few years. Um, so, you know, getting our feet dirty and uh, getting our hands dirty, putting our boots on the ground. Uh, we have a show uh, coming up with Marge Torrey, you know, you know, it was that March 23rd. And then uh, 26, I'm with uh, Brandon Strock at the Walk Away, uh, potentially in San Francisco um, in May. But, you know, looking at the schedule, I might not be able to make that one. But, you know, that's that's my goal this year, man, is just to be out there talking to the people in the real, in the real world. Yeah, it's something for me that uh, I think the Internet's a great tool. And I think um, your book, uh, I definitely plan on purchasing. I've had it. I'm on your email list, so I, I wanted to take advantage of some specials you, you just recently had, and I was just like, oh, man, like I wish I could, but i got to fix my car. I had to, to buy a pallet of soil. And uh, <laughs> so it's like, well, this is a little bit more pressing. But, um, you know, I think it's it's a good tool to always leverage. And, you know, um, I'm actually – one of my buddies is mutual friends with uh, Ben Settle, and he's like he's worked with Ben to, to do a course. And uh, I've had a – a bunch of different, like, you know, a lot of people that are really successful on the internet, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's a tool, but it's, it's so much, it's so much more powerful if you can actually get in front of people and, and shake hands and, and, and be a real person in front of them. So then they can, cause I think what happens, I mean, just for, for me, like I've, I've had a lot of different endeavors that started on the internet and then was taken to the real world. Um, and I think it's, you know, to, to have the real life skills is, or it, I don't want to say real life skills because the internet is a real life skill to be able to use it correctly. Um, but to, to be in the real world and be able to, you know, shake hands with people and let them know, Hey, we're real people and we really do want to support you. I think it's, it's powerful. And I think, you know, the personal touch is, is something that, um, a lot of people kind of forget about and ignore. And I think, uh, so I, I think it's great that you guys are doing that because it's, it's just so clear that, you know, you and Uncle Hotep are just real working class guys. Yeah. Yeah, we're just guys, man. We're just average shows, you know, but we have an opinion, we have a reach, we have a voice, and we're, we're not afraid to use it. Yeah. So what do you think about, uh, I, you've been commenting a lot, and so I want to get your take on it because I, I agree with a lot of what you say. The new craze of uh, Yang Gang. Uh, from the internet and then there's also oh, the... I killed I killed Yang last week <laughs> yeah and then there's <laughs> there's the other guy from Indiana who's like young and he's uh he's a gay guy from Indiana who's you know climate change is coming to kill us all um and him and Yang are trending on the internet more so or just as much as the higher people and yeah. I, I mean I, I don't think the Democrats have a chance just because it's so divided at this point but it's just kind of entertaining and I think it's uh what what are your overall thoughts of do you think they're gonna do you think Yang's gonna rise to the top of the the, the food food chart? No, I killed Yang last week, man. <laughs> um, yeah, Yang Yang Gang's already been exposed. Yang Gang was uh, astroturf uh, a, um, campaign carried out by All Right. Yeah. He's exposed. Uh, also, you know, I exposed a video of him talking about. Uh, white people going to want to kill Asians in a few years, and he's scared for his son. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. The uh, I don't know, man. Like I'm I'm a working class guy. I grew up on reduced lunches. Like my family's, you know, we're, I'm Scots Irish, so we're my family's all from like Appalachia, the Ozarks, and 
then they moved into the inner cities to find work and then never really fit in culturally. Like, mm. and I think it's like, so it was one of those things that I always felt like I was on the outside and my friends were the other poor kids usually. So it was, it was just kind of like, for me, when I look at that, it's just like, God, like, can't, you know, we have more in common with each other than what, than what people, what they try to say on the internet. It's just, it's so frustrating. And that's something for me with your guys's message, which is, you know, you really look for unity. I mean, it's something you said before is, uh, I was listening when you were talking about Kavanaugh and I thought it was powerful and it really resonated with me is listen, if a, if a white dude can't get his day in court, how do I expect to? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my thing, man. If they coming after the white man, I'm done. <laughs> yeah um i just think it's uh it's it's pretty interesting man uh so um but yeah so you do have an event coming up this weekend and you you do you have some uh books that you sell for internet uh marketing and you actually have some coaching too do you want to talk about some of that like your your services that you do offer and everything like that yeah uh you know my book uh, it recently changed the title from Twitter Marketing to Dominate Twitter. Really awesome book. People always get the book and they always say, wow, this like really exceeded my expectations because they think it's like just a social media marketing book. But man, I, I stuffed that thing. Like It's really like a Bible based upon like my my knowledge of marketing up until the point I wrote the book, you know? So, um, you know, stuffed into like 112 pages. You know, I wanted to make it where there was no fluff it was just all raw meat you know sometimes people like write books and then like there's just like a whole lot of fluff before like they get to like the high level point you know so mm -hmm. i really want to just like really hit the the points and, and really drive home you know and and show people like what's going on out here so you know for example in my book i, I talk about astroturf and i show you how to astroturf so that people understand that when they look at something on the internet especially boomers they look at something on the internet they might think it's real but it's like nah you might have to consider is this was this astroturf or was this is this real and then if you know how to do it or at least the theory you're not, not saying you have to physically do it but if you know the theory behind how it's done you can peep game <laughs> so you can see when yang gang is you know is that astroturf or is it real or not you start looking you know what to look for you know so um it's just it's just great education in there and then you know my coaching course is basically it's going to be the video version of like i'm just going to dump everything i know up until this point into uh this classroom so people can just you know learn from the library and then attach that is uh coaching classes with me that's excellent excellent and then so um and this weekend the 23rd you're going to be in brooklyn with yeah. Maj and, and uh, so people can actually go. So there's gonna be a link in the show notes. So I wish it's I wish I could actually fly out there. That'd be actually be pretty cool. Um, I'll have to next catch time. you guys at a ne yeah next next event. Um, but so yeah. So what all are you gonna be? What type of topics are you gonna be discussing? I want to talk about competition in uh, black business, uh, diversification of black skills and business. Um. Mostly the like the economic stuff. And is is um and what like what big things do you, would you say just for like the average person that they should they should kind of learn to to financially educate themselves? Like are there any books you would recommend or anything like that? Oh man. Well, 
here's the thing. Um, I read this really long, boring book. It's by Roger Graham. I think it's uh, called uh, The Intelligent Investor. That's it. The Intelligent Investor by Graham. Not Roger Graham. Benjamin Graham, maybe. Um, excellent book, but that's how I learned, bro. <laughs> I, sat, <laughs> I sat down and read it. You know, otherwise, if you want to learn the stock market, you know, um, we could book a class. Just call me up. I'll give you a, I'll sit on the phone with you. It takes me about, I've taught people the stock market probably in like under an hour, depending on how much knowledge they already had, maybe under, you know, uh, 35 minutes or so uh but a lot of it comes down to like how well people already know what money is you know if you don't know what money is and equity and all of that then you're kind of like you know we'll have to sit down and just like give you some quick groundwork but that's kind of like my thing like like what i'm able to do is take complex topics and break them down so that people can understand them real simply And, and you know it always just goes back to the fact that you can't break down anything simply unless you really, really know it. And I only talk about stuff that I really know. Like that's why some people ask me, like, why don't you talk about this? I'm like, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I talk about what I know, and I know what I know really well. So I stick to this, you know, stick, stick to stick to what I know. Um, and you know, if, if it, it, it's hard, you know, it, with money, you know, the the, the general principle is uh, you save to invest. I think too many people save to save. When you save to fa- save to save, yeah, you're gonna deal with inflation, especially when you got people like Yang Yang trying to issue a thousand dollars to everybody. Um, you know, recently I heard them say uh, it wasn't our country. I think this was uh, I can't remember another country. They were talking about issuing more money. So when you have countries that have Fed, uh, 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 central banks that are issuing more currency, you're devaluing the currency. So I think the thing is, you, people, when you when you save, you have to save and say, okay, I'm going to take this amount and I'm going to invest this amount. You know, not enough people invest, but you have to start risking your money. Otherwise, you never get it because that's the only way you're going to 10x. And, you know, even if you, you put it in something safe, like an index fund or, or you know, a blue chip, you know, it, it'll grow slowly, but it'll be, at, at least it'll be you know, 2% inflation, you know, you're going to lose 2% of your money every year anyway off of inflation or something like that. So at least if you follow one of the indexes, you might get 15 or 20%. I mean, my portfolio right now is like up like 25% and I play with options, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah. I, for me, like I'm, I'm starting to kind of learn it and uh, really just looking at charts, following different people on Twitter to kind of get an idea of So if I feel like I've always had a a decent eye for just the market when I would go outside and kind of see what's going on. Um, but you know, it is, it's a different game. There's a lot of factors. And I know for me, you know, something that, um, I was kind of, I, I was young and I had a good sales job, quote unquote, even though it was awful. Um, but I, I learned a lot of skills from it. And one thing I had learned was I, I went in a position where I was supposed to start a job. I was kind of sabotaging myself a lot back in the, back then, and then I went from having, you know, starting a new job, I just quit my job to have it, didn't having any job. And it was kind of one of those moments for me that was like, okay, I need to, I need to figure out a business to fall back on because jobs like this for guys like me aren't going to be around for a long time because it's, it's most sales are, they're trying to get that more done on, you know, on the internet. 
And also, too, for me, working in corporate America, it was it was always clear that there's nobody sitting in a room saying, you know, how can we pay our, pay our people more money? Like it's nobody's mm-hmm. and it's like to go back to what you were saying, like, no, I want equity in this project. If, if you're going to make a documentary about me, I want a percentage. And that's right. a, that's the same way I think now is, well, you know, I don't really want a wage. Like what what percentage can I do this? And or, or even if. You know, the guy that I, I hired to work with me to, to start my farm, it was, you know, let's do room and board. And then it was working out. So it's like, OK, so this is working out. So let me give you a percentage of revenue because I value your work. And and then, you know, it, it makes me more accountable, too, to make this business grow. And I think it's it's just kind of like that 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 type of thinking is the, is the biggest deal, because I think most of us are, you know, I know for, you know, based on the hearing how you grew up and you know your your parents worked and and i know for me it was always you know people were looking for jobs of retirement it's just like man those those aren't a thing and pretty i I just don't even see a wage economy being a real thing in the near future (laughs) nah it'll be all right if they don't do no socialist bullshit as long as you let the market set the prices we'll be all right yeah i just i try to be prepared i like that's the last thing too, and we'll kind of finish it. Is how do you guys remain so optimistic? And what do you what like do you do to to stay optimistic and to stay positive through through everything? Man, that's the thing. That's that's the core of Hotep. That's the thing that just that just uh, makes us different from the black conservative. You know, we're dealing with. Uh, natural forces. We're talking about the natural law. We're talking about tapping into your intuition. We're talking about tapping into your third eye. You know, when you, sometimes people ask me, how are you able to do all this stuff? And I don't, I don't use my logical mind. I use my intuition and the, and the reality I want is the reality I create. So, you know, when I went on Fox News last year, you go look up my tweets. I said, yo, can y'all get me on Fox News? And two weeks later, I was on Fox News. So, you know, when you look at this year, this year, somebody asked me, I think Zuby asked me or somebody asked me on the podcast, what's up with you this year? I was like, I want to get more speaking engagements. And what happened? Maj reached out. Brandon Strzok reached out. People in San Francisco reached out. You know, whatever you, you put as your... As your, uh, as your focal point is what's going to come. So I'm not worried about what nobody else doing in this world because my reality is my reality. This whole thing is a simulation. So just because your simulation is screwed up don't mean my simulation has to be screwed up. That's that's a disconnect between you and the Matrix. That's not your, your relationship with the Matrix ain't got nothing to do with mine. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I could I could rise above the matrix. And there's a lot of people in this world that operate above the matrix. So the goal right now for me is to rise to the point where I'm above the matrix. And then once you're above the matrix, then you can start helping people and start pulling them above the matrix. Because the matrix is always going to exist. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think for me, like just within the last two years, like when I when I start doing this business full time, instead of working for somebody else it's like having you know punching your own clock and being in being your own master it's it's like it's it's crazy how the the more 
just things kind of just kind of melt away, like just fictions that we create in our everyday life or limitations we place on ourselves for no reason. So I definitely in a hundred percent agreement with you. It's like, you know, it, it's for me, you know, there's, there's plenty of good things in the world. I mean, it's, it's, it's spring outside, like get outside, see the sun. Um, you know, if you don't go, you know, if, if you, if you feel like you need to learn something, go do it. We have, we have so many resources, especially on the internet. And it's just like, you know, I saw your guys' videos and I was like, man, I think those guys are cool. Let me hit them up on LinkedIn. <laughs> there's, less, there's less traffic on LinkedIn, I'm sure. <laughs> so, so like for me, it's, you know, my life's been, um, when I started like deciding to, to live with, you know, on purpose in a sense, it, it's, it's amazing how much better your life becomes just because of being conscious with it. And, uh, and for people that don't know, Hotep means peace. So it's being at peace. Peace or satisfaction also means to be at rest. It's about 12 different definitions of the actual term Hotep, Hitepu or Hotepu. Uh, yeah, man. Um, but yo, the other thing you got to remember is with this whole Matrix thing is you got to read Napoleon Hill, man. Oh, yeah. Think and Grow Rich. That was the first. I was, man, I was 20, 22 and the first two yeah. books i read were rich dad poor dad and uh think and grow rich yeah yeah one of my yeah. favorite parts i had the talk too i had this old school talk of uh napoleon Hill. and actually i think i have a hard drive somewhere i'll have to post it. but he was talking about his son blair and how mm. his son was born without ears and and i and i actually i heard you say something similar like um, and I'll get to that. Like his son was born without ears. And so everybody was like, oh, it's going to be so hard for me. And he said, no, son, it's not. People are going to see that and they're going to go out of your way to help you. And mm-hmm. he said, and that's what would happen. And then eventually through technology, his son got a hundred percent of his hearing. But that was something I heard you say too, like was really positive. It's like, man, there's, you know, people want to talk shit about white people, but it, you know, they're, they go, they will go out of their way to help you if you let them. And, mm-hmm. and it was something that I think just resonated. And I just think in general, like people, to me, people are, are good people. Like I live that, I live with that on my sleeve and that's, that's the way I interact with people. You know, I try to hold open doors, have good manners and just do little things in the real world. And you'll be amazed. Like when you're just patient with people and you treat them with kindness, like how they'll just give you something for free just because it's like, uh, you know, everybody else maybe is treating them miserable or you just have to have some empathy. Right. Right. Yeah, man. The other Napoleon Hill book is Outwitting the Devil. Oh, that's a good one, too. Not a lot of people can handle that one, no boy. <laughs> what other what other books really kind of shaped, um, kind of like got you on this path? Damn, man, it's a lot of books. It's a lot of books, man. I read like, oh man, how much I read, man. Um, what's a really good book? You know what book I like? I just kind of like keep on my desk every once in a while. Tools of Titans. Yeah, you know, it was by uh, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. You know, he's known for, you know, writing those, like, self-help books and stuff like that. He's, like, one of the self-help book pioneers. And, but I like this book because it's just uh, very well organized. And, you know, wherever you are in your business, you can kind of just, like, flip open to that section. And it kind of just 
helps you get through the problem, whatever you're thinking about, you know, because he interviews like all these different personalities. Um, sounds a really good book. Um, Ben Settle's stuff is really good, man. Ben Settle's stuff is really good. He really helped shape um, my email marketing and email approach. And I'm a beast now just because I've, you know, um, studied his work. Um, shout out to Ben Settle. Um, I'm in his book, actually. Um, Copy Troll. I'm in his book, Copy Troll. He he put me in there. I'm a cameo in that book. He talks about uh, how to use your trolls uh, to make money. <laughs> he used me as an example because I'm one of those people that turns trolls into cash. <laughs> 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 you know? Um, and, you know, it's something that I taught in my course, something I teach in my book. And he's actually turned just a section of my book into a whole, like, you know, thousand page document or something like that. So that's a really good piece. I've read a lot of business books. Like I said, The Intelligent Investor, How to Speak Money. So, you know, like your money books, you know, your finance books. Um, Wealth of Nations is like a really good book that people need to read and understand economics. Wealth of Nations is good. That's like, I don't know, is it a 600-page read or something like that? Um, There's like a bunch of books that like you're not allowed to speak about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I got like 12 of those in my head that I'm just like holding back on speaking on. Um, the secret is cool. Like, so a lot of people talk about the secret, but the thing about the secret is you got to remember the secret is only half the secret. The secret is actually keeping a secret from you because the other half of the secret is you got to do the work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the way I looked at it is instead of like a law of attraction, it's more like a law of seduction. Like you kind of have to seduce the life you want. And that's like part of putting in the work and it, it's, uh, because I, to me it's, it's, I remember when I first watched the secret, I was, I felt like I was just doing a whole lot of wishful thinking and then mm. it's like, oh, okay. So then I, I actually took some action and put, put some action towards that. Okay. Now it's actually working. And I think it's, yeah, I agree with you putting, putting yourself out there. That's, that's like the hardest, that's the, that's the biggest part. And it's, um, and I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. Um, well, anyways, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. We got a little bit started a little bit later. Um, but so if people want to follow you, I, there's going to be links in the show notes for, uh, I, I highly recommend uh, follow them on Twitter. It's at Vibe High. Um, Hotep Jesus is the YouTube channel. I'm a big fan of your channel. And every Thursday, I like to try to view live you guys. It's a, it's, it's a funny, you guys are super funny, but there's also good, good nuggets of knowledge and information in the, in the show as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then if people want to subscribe to your emails at booksbybrian.com. Uh, BrianSharp.co. Okay. BrianSharp.co. Um, and anything else you want to add? Not that's it, man. Um, also, actually, you know what? Yes. I have another app which is doing really good right now. Jiffetize. Oh, Jiffetize, yeah. She's moving. Um, we got version 3.0 coming out, but basically you can rip videos and just from Twitter and really step your whole Twitter game up. If you're trying to get at, you know, you want to step your dating life up and you want to be funnier in the text messages, yeah, we got you covered. So you can save those funny memes and stuff. They all go into one folder on your iPhone. Android hopefully coming in the future. 
Yeah, it's a good app. I I uh, I got that on my phone as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I actually got it for uh, there's the UFC fight this week, and there's Masvidal. There's this vicious knockout. There's all these different videos, so I snatched some of those. And then yeah. the uh, I mean, anytime there's funny stuff on Twitter, it's good to quickly save. So, yeah. um, well, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, and looking forward to following your work and hopefully I can get you on here soon in the future. Awesome, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome.